Madam. No swearing. You cannot say the following words. How is that swearing? That's just anatomy lesson. Well, All right, so welcome back, everyone. Here we are at episode 12, and we have clues what's going on. So that'll be the intro. Welcome to Day 4 Discussion. All right, Gretchen, introduce yourself. My name's Gretchen. I am a firefighter one and paramedic with Casco Fire Rescue. Or can I say Casco? <laughs> oh, Lord, you can say Casco if you work for the agency. Oh, if okay. you work for them, you can say? Oh, Lord, just don't say mention names for any negative comments. Do you want me to start over? No, no, that's enough. Da -da. Dana? I'm Dana Wiswell. Yep, that's me. Um, I have fire stuff. I do that basic thing for now. And that's what all I got. Basic. Wow, that didn't go as long as I'd hoped at all. That uh, didn't go as so, well as I hoped. <laughs> no. do, you want, do you want history? Well, so, yeah, I, so I, what, do, I do what fire made you stuff guys... and um, basic. <laughs> what made you guys start out in this field? Do you really want me to tell you? <laughs> All right, let's start with Gretchen. <laughs> Why did you start, Gretchen? So I started uh, way back in the day. We're not going to discuss how long ago that was. And, uh, well, I was how are we supposed to know what day it is? Well, we'll generalize 30, was, 40 years ago. Duly noted. Not quite, what? but what? close. Um, I was an ambulance attendant when I was in high school. What's that? No one knows what that is. <laughs> I... Joined the junior rescue because I wanted to join junior fire, but since my dad was the chief, he said no. So that's how I got into the EMS part of it. You Left listened? It. I did. Wow. I did. I'm impressed. So I'm third generation part of the department. And you're captain. And I am EMS captain. And I've been doing this for 12, 13 years with this department. Does that include the attendant thing? Of, no. What, was that just fueling the ambulance or what? No, I actually could yeah. do some patient Explain care. Explain to our oh, listeners what an ambulance attendant is. <laughs> or was. Or was. It was quite similar to a basic EMT, except <clears throat> being a teenager, obviously we couldn't drive. <clears throat> um, but we could still provide patient care and had to do some training. No testing like there is nowadays. Uh, but basically oxygen wipe up vomit band-aids along those band -aids lines and oxygen. pretty much yeah you couldn't give any meds at all other than the o2 no no hmm. i don't even know that we had paramedics back then i mean this was mid 80s this I'll, was I'll johnny cage <laughs> oh okay mid 80s i'm like yeah. what are we in the 70s or something no mid d5w Not that old <laughs> so you've been on just this department just Ramp this part. department yeah. Dana, what about you? <laughs> I joined the fire department because um, there was an individual, because we're not allowed to use names, who was always going on these calls and wouldn't um, shut up about them. So I went to go find out what the big deal was. I joined Bridgeton, and within a year, year and a half, I outranked and had more training than he did. So, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. So how many different departments have you been on? Because clearly it's, it, you, 
you do this more often now, so. Well, <laughs> I actually started in fire first. I've been in fire twice as long as I have EMS. Yeah. I had someone ask me, um, I need someone to drive an ambulance. I'm like, if I can drive a six-speed fire, manual fire truck, I think I can handle an ambulance. So I went over there and got my basic license, and that's that. Yeah. I've so only you... had that, what, six years, I think, six, maybe, one. You enjoy the fire side more than the EMS side, or has it kind of shifted since you got EMS? Um, I like the fire side better. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I like the fire side better. And Gretchen, you're the opposite. You mostly focus on EMS and kind of fell into the fire part I, of it. I fell into the fire part, yes. Uh, I've worked you were my, pushed. I was <laughs> definitely pushed. Um, I started as a basic, went on to get my advanced, and then finally I got called into the office one day, and, and I walked in, and I said I didn't do it. <laughs> and uh, the, it was presented to me that I should go to paramedic school. So that's how I ended up being a paramedic. I was quite happy at an advanced level. So you were pushed into that, I too. I was pushed <laughs> oh, into yeah. that, too. <laughs> And I John did the all time. the pushing. Yes. John was one of two paramedics at the time. Who was the other one? Um, an old member who's now moved away that we miss a lot. <laughs> old like John? Way older. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Less sexy. <laughs> so you guys are still hanging around, so you must enjoy it at least a little bit, right? Still here. COVID's been a little bit difficult. But yeah, yeah I've actually in. enjoyed COVID. <laughs> Ed loves the COVID topic. So please expand. Expand on why I love it. Yes. Um, can I be honest or do oh, I have yeah. to G rate this? Depends. Well, uh, I won't cuss. I know the cussing words. PG is fine. Okay. <laughs> like so it, with COVID, what I've noticed is um, people actually pay more attention than they used to, like when it was cold and flu season. Um, and they're more aware of what causes germs. The downside is, is they were on their televisions watching how many cases and all this other stuff and amping themselves up. So we probably have a lot of people on uh, anxiety meds now, but um, people were not abusing 911 as much as um, they had before um, <clears throat> that I noticed. With last year, not having as uh, many influx of out-of-staters, our call numbers were a little lower. Right. In particular um, areas. Right. And situations for people making bad adulting ones. So I just, I've enjoyed COVID because, you know, um, I've never, ever seen um, anything like it, unlike in elementary school when boys and girls have cooties. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> Basically, people staying away from her. She liked. And he oh, that. oh, honey, I don't need COVID for that. <laughs> um, I actually, but but it's more like it, there was more communication about um, COVID than there is about, in my opinion, um, flu. Um, you know, transmitted sexually transmitted diseases and all that stuff. I think they went way overboard for something that. You may, you may not get. Have you noticed a difference this year transitioning out of it? 
Um, so I went to Hampton Beach and <laughs> um, yesterday for um, a concert with Justin Moore, who is amazing, by the way. Um, and it was interesting to see all the, um, how do I politically say this right? The older people, the elderly people, um, a lot of them, nobody had masks on. Not, not like I didn't, I done none. They had none. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever ha been to Hampton Beach in the summer, but you know, there's as many people there as there is at Freiburg Fair, in my opinion. Mm. And they were all close together, all ages, strollers, people, you know, kids drooling, puking, and all that other stuff. So. <laughs> I just thought it Sounds was interesting like we went from one extreme to another in the matter of, what, a year? Not even. For yeah, a summer, from summer to summer. I would say even in, in like a few four months, months yeah, yeah, we've gone from being all masked up and super conscious about it to, okay, it's over. And <laughs> what is it? And uh, kind of, we'll say, return back to normal. But I think, at least in this area, what I've noticed is the, the influx in... In traffic again so oh, I think huge. at least in um, in the north here we got a lot of people that moved out of the cities to come up to more rural areas and uh, they did that last year and now they're staying there for vacation just as much as they were to mm -hmm. try and escape populated areas the only thing I find interesting is now that there's the different strains um, people are not panicking to some extent like they were when COVID first came out. I think there's still people panicking. I think it's different age brackets that are still panicking. Right. Because they still tend to watch the news a lot, constantly. And no offense to news people, but <clears throat> they make everything sound like the apocalypse of the world ending. Um, and I, I understand they have ratings and whatever that they need, but I think it's really sad when you've got quite a bit of an elder population now, and um, my mother is one of them, and she thought that shot was like liquid gold. I'm like, Mom, you can still get it. It's like a flu shot. <laughs> so now that we've beaten the topic that yeah. I didn't want to talk about right into the ground again, um, <laughs> You guys wanted to kind of talk about what um, what homeowners can help do to help us out on our calls a little bit. Um, something as simple as identifying the houses a little bit better, making sure address signs, numbers are easy to see. What I find is um, people only put on one side of their mailbox the way it gets delivered the number. They don't put it like on the front and the sides or I mean, these people need to go out and just, you know, they know where they live because they're programmed to know that. But when they're out driving around, look at some of these mailboxes and be like, wow, if there was an emergency at midnight when there's no light out, am I actually going to be able to find that looking at that mailbox or whatever? Six inch high numbers versus two inch high. And, you know, and reflective. Um, I've seen a lot of people that have, I, I myself like the black numbering better but you can't see it at night. And a lot of people try to like decorate with that so you can't even tell that it's there because it matches, it's like camouflaged to the house. People doing the ambulance dance is the best way for us to find them. 
I hate the ambulance <laughs> dance. Uh, yeah, it, it's... You guys want to explain the ambulance dance? Somebody's standing out at the end of the driveway, waving frantically, <laughs> even oh. if we know where we're going. I feel like we're, like, landing an airplane, for heaven's sake. <laughs> you know, because they're, like, guiding you and, and all this other stuff, and it's like, yeah, we kind of know what we're doing, but thank you. Yeah, as long as you find the driveway, that's all that matters. Yeah, and it's a solid driveway. Yeah, I think a lot of what we run into up here are like your camps where people will put house numbers and, I don't know, family names, and they're up on a, a tree. We've gone there before, and I've told people, you know, hey, you need to clear that out. They go, oh, well, it's right at the end of the driveway. It's up in the tree. It's easy to see. It's, you know, trees grow, so... Uh, <laughs> You might want to take a look because it's under about three feet of brush. Please clear that out. Well, the issue I see in, in our area now with all the Airbnbs and stuff and people renting, yeah. people come and stay at these places and they have no idea what the address is. Yeah. So when they do have an issue, they're like, oh, uh, I don't know where I am, but I'm here in this town. Right. Like, if you're going to go rent a place and, and stay somewhere for a little bit, you probably ought to know where you're at. I'm on some In case Lake. something happens. <laughs> oh, exactly. Or, yeah. or the illegal apartment buildings with a Airbnb. They take your regular house, cut it in half, turn one side into an Airbnb. The other side, the other side is still residential. Or the and basement. you're supposed to be looking for a patient in Unit A. And you're like, this is a house. Yeah. That's, uh, there was one on 302 that was like that where a lady fell down the stairs drunk. And we had no idea it was turned into an apartment building, and there was no second means of egress. So I had to lug a fairly large drunk lady up a set of stairs, and I was not happy about it. At <laughs> yeah. 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, but like Ed said, I mean, uh, Sebago Lake's a perfect example because that's what the people are renting and staying for is the lake. Right. So they say, oh, I'm on Sebago Lake. Well, was that Raymond, Wyndham, Sebago? Casco, Naples. Right. Like, there's a lot of towns that right. are connected to that lake. Well, not only that, but do they really know that they're on Sebago Lake? Oh, yeah, exactly. Of, exactly. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times I think that's what happens. You get somebody from out of state, what are they doing? They're coming up to the lake. Ask someone where they're going up north. Going to Moosehead. Okay. That's a, that's large a area. huge lake. <laughs> that could be any number of towns. It's yeah. beautiful, though. And I think that's, that's a problem we have in Maine, too, that we have some areas that we. Some locals know a region as one name, and that can even get dispatched as that area. You type that into a phone, into a GPS, that doesn't exist. There is an actual town that that location is marked to, and it's not necessarily what the people in the area know it as. So when you get people from out of state staying in an Airbnb uh, or even just renting a cabin or something someplace they only know it as the title that it was basically sold to them as so um, I think it's important for anyone that has one of those properties that is inviting people to stay there that you know you usually get the little the little information packet that comes with your nice little room whether it's a binder that people sign say they were there and had a great time whatever put it right on the front the actual physical like 911 address for that put it right on the fridge Yep. Who, who goes to camp and doesn't go and grab a beverage out of the fridge? I mean, you're going to see that every time. Right, put right, it on, that's usually put the Put it on start. the grill. Where, I mean, that's where I keep my mixer, so. That's usually how the um, medical emergency starts. 
One beer, two beer, three beer, floor. And then they hit the floor. Right, Ryan? <laughs> yeah. All right, I think Gretchen wanted to talk about the uh, women in the fire service and how men are awful. So I've let's never go there. said that. I've never said that. Lies. Those are Ever. lies. All right. Those are lies. Ever said men are awful. Well, no, technically you didn't use the word awful. Right. So she is correct. She and I'm pretty sure awful. you've told members to sit when they pee, so. How often do you clean the toilets and the bathrooms at All the right. stations? Go. I have, Women yeah. in the fire service. I like how John tells me, oh, just still like, like, be careful and we'll tread around it. And he's like, oh, so by the way, this is what we wanted to talk about, huh? <laughs> jam right into it. Might as well just light the match and get it over with. Let's do this. Women face challenges. I mean, it's a male-dominated field. you got to have a thick skin. you got to stand up for yourself. Ah, but the proverbial URA <coughs> is uh, well known if you actually have that type of personality where you won't take any crap from anyone. Mm -hmm. um, uh, an officer can say one thing, and if it's a dude, it's one way. But if a woman says it in the same demeanor, it's like, wow, she's a not nice person. Um, Whatever. I've been on a few departments. Um, I started in Bridgeton. Um, not supposed I'm, to name names. I did. Yeah, you can That's say where I started. You just, just go for it at this point. Um, and I'll tell you what, um, being one of two females when I was there um, really sucked. Um, to the extent of uh, sometimes you were required to do more, so to speak. To prove yourself? Uh, no. Um, to um, meet the requirements. Um, I usually would have quite a bit of issue with individuals who <clears throat> where I had uh, responsibility at the end before I got done, um, the station, the truck, and the guys, um, who would call, not the officer, they would call an individual and be like, oh, well, I need X, Y, and Z done. Um, I was not a nice person, but it is what it is. Um, I had dealt with it for a while, and then I didn't deal with it at all. <clears throat> I think when I started this, on the rescue side, there were two or three females at the time. Were they fire and rescue, or just rescue? We weren't one department at the time when I first started. We were two separate entities. Oh. There was the fire side, and then there was the EMS side. So there were more females on the EMS side than there were on the fire side. Is that side. of the mommy daycare thing? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but now we've got several females that are cross-trained on. Yeah, we have a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we Compared do. to most even, departments, yes. Yeah, even when I first joined the rescue here, well, even when I first joined EMS, I think it was pretty close to a 50-50 split. So that's why I don't really have the same perspective as you because when I first joined this uh, this career field it was pretty much equal across the board right I mean there was just as many women as there was men 
So in of course Casco I'm not or? clearly as old as you, but <laughs> no, not in Casco. In Casco it wasn't a fifty-fifty split. Not really. Um, no. Uh, no, it really think. wasn't. Because you, uh, I can't name names, but you had at it's, least five. He's of counting you. on his hands for those of <laughs> you right. that can't see. He, I saw him kicking off a shoe. <laughs> at least five, including me. <laughs> He's recounting. Still counting. <laughs> yeah, counting including you. Yeah. So. Because, I mean, I, I find that I do things a little bit differently. Oh, God, yes, you do. <laughs> but that's not a female thing. That's just you as. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, what? like we've talked about when, when we were training to do forcible entry. You know, you had us doing it one particular way. And due to my different chemical makeup and strengths and and that's not chemical makeup that's so just forth. that's a strength thing right so i i there are i accommodate plenty of women who could, right but there are plenty of women who can still do it the way well the i'm also says. a little vertically challenged too so still that's not a woman <laughs> thing that's have you met a statue dalton? thing that's why so have you met dalton he's still taller than i am though no is he really yes nah. he is yes he is stop it yes he is the department troll, is that who you're talking about? <laughs> yes, <he is. laughs> we all look to the corner of the room. I almost brought like party lights and stuff for that. Just saying. Little leggy hoops. Poor doll. So, so the issues that you had was the upper body strength? Yeah, I'm not as strong upper body as I am lower body. As an instructor in all the classes I've taught, that is the number one issue I have with every female mm -hmm. that I teach is upper body strength. And you're absolutely right. You've got to. I've noticed and helped them and, and given them guidance to find other women in the fire service to learn those techniques because you do have to do stuff a little bit differently because of that. Yeah. And it's not just individuals. I'm finding across the board, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Most females don't have the upper body strength. So when they're like throwing a roof ladder or doing anything up over their head, it's like, it's difficult for them. And I find a lot of them use their chest. That's true. To manipulate the technique and it seems to work for them but that's, um, that's true. <laughs> i was curious what your issue was because that's what i hear almost yeah. every class i teach yeah i mean i'm physically strong like yesterday i mean we had no issues of course i wish all of our patients were as tiny as this woman was but i mean i can lift a stair chair with a patient on it and now we don't have to worry so much about lifting the stretcher in the back thank you to grant money um but yeah I will say I miss that in the other place I work because there's some hefty people over there. Oh, yeah. I think the auto loads were one of the best things we've ever gotten. Yeah. So Dana, you were focused more on the fire side of it. Did you have physical issues doing any of the tasks? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, that's why, I guess from my perspective, I don't see it as a male versus female thing. I think it's just, because there are, I mean, there was one firefighter in my class that was just tiny. And like, we told him that he should probably go to the gym because there's no way, I mean, if the ladder weighs more than him, <laughs> There's going to be an issue when he lifts it above his head. I mean, it's just, just it's, physics. It's, physics. Yeah. Right. it's not anything to do with male or female. So that's where you and I always debate. We can debate all day yeah, long. I mean, Let's I've, do it. 
I've had to defend myself as an officer because I had a, a female firefighter that couldn't start a chainsaw. And I'm like, well, if you can't start a saw, you're certainly not pulling me out of a building, and we need to work on something. And then that turned into a, it's because I'm a female. No. No. Now I have to, I have to actually have evidence of why I've, I've made the recommendations mm-hmm. that I've made. And it was simply because you, you can't do the tasks. It, if you were a guy that can't start a chainsaw, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to send you Absolutely. to have some remedial work done. Whether that's, hey, you got to hit the gym or you need to learn new things. Like John said, that guy, you know, you can't, if you can't toss a ladder, I'm not going to put you on a ladder truck. You can't, you can't do it. So if you can't reach the pedals on a, on a fire truck, I'm not going to have you drive it. If you can't start a chainsaw, that's I'm not going to have you thing. That is a real thing. <laughs> and you that's not need... female or male. No, you cannot. Is, that's just stature. Right. These are the requirements of the job. If it can't, well, and that's the thing is it, that then... it's it, when we make those decisions, it's not personal. But everything that happens, people take personal. Right. It's it's not. It, I know my limitations. If if you can't do X, Y, and Z as part of the curriculum that's created by another company, you know, um, that's, it's not a personal thing. These are, these are requirements that you have to hit. If you can't, you know, we'll, we'll work with you to try and find different ways, but sometimes it's just not possible. So is this the only field, and I'm, I'm not trying to pick on people that do the police thing, but is this the only one where it's not really timed and you don't, females versus males don't get different time frames for things? I like it that way. I think it is. Because, yeah, because the police, they have for different age yep. and gender, there's different times and physical requirements. Whereas the fire service, this is it. You, mm-hmm. It's based off the CPAP, based off of NFPA, I forgot the number. 15. Something. 1502. 1501 I don't know something that's wrong don't look it up don't. <laughs> um, but it's that's all the it. technology sit in front of you and you don't know if I touch this computer it's gonna everything is probably gonna actually that's not a bad thing everything is probably gonna go away and delete. <laughs> but it is it's one of the only fields that like this is what you have to do for this job these are the standards you have to meet it doesn't matter if you're male female binary whatever Ryan is, um, black, yellow, purple, it's, you still have to meet those requirements no matter what. Which I think it's ridiculous that the police service has it different. I think it's ridiculous that the military has different standards for different people. A criminal isn't going to look and go, ah, that's a female, I should run a little slower. slower. (laughs) Oh, that's an old cop? Oh, man, sorry for him. I I shouldn't jump this. (laughs) So... I don't. I, I don't think there disagree. should be there should be a, a a standard. I think that's kind of the definition of standard. If you can accomplish these things, then you can get that title. If you can't accomplish these things, then keep working at it, champ. You'll get it. <laughs> but why do you think that is that? Verse one from the other that there is a quality more so firewise no offense people you're literally asking a bunch of firefighters and we're all going to say <laughs> because we're better. <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to say that. Um, I am. Well, good for you. <laughs> You're so nutty. We're not pointing at one specific no. entity. We're pointing at a whole career field. I just don't understand how it right. can be one way for one thing. I mean, I mean, I understand they've got to, you know, wrestle people, wrestle people to the ground and all that stuff. 
Um, thank God for adrenaline. Um, but in the end, I mean, I I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. I think our job, you have to have um, a certain type of thinking as well as be able to do a bunch of different, you know, heaviness for tools and cutting and all that stuff. Um, oh, I changed my mind. The, the spreader's on the doohickey. I can't do that by myself. I don't. So I, I think <laughs> technical terms there. Right. I think any of those other fields, it's got to just be a legacy thing. It's got to be something. Well, it's that it's all national early. standard. Like the police follow the Cooper test or something like that, and they've been following that for years. And that comes from the military, I believe. Um, the CPAT, Certified Physical Agility Test for the Fire Department, again comes back to tradition. But I like the fireside better because it is skills based. Right. It's what we're actually going to do. Uh, are the cops going to run a mile and a half after somebody and then stop and do push ups and sit ups? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is what it is. But, and that's, that's for certain, that's for certain things. So, I mean, a canine handler, if they're patrol or explosives or cadaver dogs or, they all have a national standard that every team has to meet. It's not that you're a female, so you know to do this to do this apprehension with a patrol dog, you get extra time or you get different rules to take down the suspect. It's all the same. It's a national standard. So there are things that within it. Um, have kind of modernized. Uh, of, have modernized in our standard across the board. Do you find that more in specialty type situations, training wise? I would say so. I mean, you, you're not gonna, if a female wants to go get on the bomb, if she wants to be on the bomb squad or wants to be a bomb tech, she's gonna have the same standards as the guy who's on the bomb squad, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I wish should hope so. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, they, it's, they, go off they when all they go have off. the same standard. It's not like they're going to wait it's a little longer to, for a lady. It's set to, you know, it's, you have to know, you have to have knowledge base in explosives and this and that. And so, I mean, it's not, maybe the entrance exam or your annual physical is, is adjusted for gender. I but would hope so. The they'd be looking the, for the wrong parts, if not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but in EMS, we have standards that we have to meet, for national what? and 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 state standards. I know, but we were talking about physical. Yes, but there are some physical things that we have to do for EMS. Like what? Carrying backboards and the, hu the human performance evaluations that we did. Yeah. Yeah. Those were all Stair standard. Chairs and Those weren't. So we forth. used to do it, and then well, so you want to go there, do you? <laughs> I don't know. Because we did that for a year, and then if you remember correctly, there were several. I won't name names or genders or age that complained, and they went away. Remember. I think the only issue remember was remember acknowledge it it just, just acknowledge yes, i remember yes okay thank you oh god yes i remember 
So we tried to set up that standard, and then there was a lot of complaining. But it, there's also other th things that are not just skills-based that are on the EMS side that are physical as well. Why are you talking encrypted? She's not. Just tell us what it is. Well, I'm thinking, you know, we've got to... If we're, do, if we're doing backboarding of patients and carrying patients out of buildings or office scenes, I mean, that's a physical, right. but that's, that's also a standard. That's not a standard. That's not we a standard. Get to pass backboarding is? You got to evaluate. Backboarding it. is. But they don't not do that carrying. anymore, so you can pick yeah. something else. Not carrying. No, they do. You still have to do that for your. National Registry, you have to backboard somebody, so but you don't have to carry Even though our protocols changed, the national standard is still to backboard. Well, when we tested the basic class, that was um, not even done. I'll tell you that right now. When was that? Two years ago? I was just talking to someone about it. I mean, I don't know. I haven't personally been there, so I can't say but one I way or another. Know, it's who it's says like what? when we go to take our run test firewise, you draw the cards type of thing. Right. Um, oh, so it's one of the the. Um, they yeah. Random. It's, yeah, it's not like it was a while ago where you had to do that station, you had to do CAD, you had your medical, your trauma, and all that stuff. Right. So. Have you guys, do you feel that you've had any benefits being a female on fire or EMS? <laughs> um, I get along a lot better with males because it's just my personality. I have a very strong type A personality. Um, I don't have to worry about how I approach a guy because, you know, they're already basically okay you know they don't care you know you don't have to worry about the if you approach <sighs> anyone too quickly they flinch though oh my God. <laughs> well the one behind me he knows how to run <laughs> what about um, you Gretchen benefits I can't think of any benefits so I can tell I, you I one for you anyways is uh -oh. that the amount of scenes that I've been on and when you show up and start dealing with a patient the everything de-escalates very quickly that's people nice people that are are heading towards or trending towards aggression will will calm down a little bit. Have you worked children. with her? Is it my mom voice? Well, there's that or too. Or is it just my calming <clears throat> personality? I think a lot of times it's just dealing with a female instead of having more more males that they feel like they have to defend themselves or explain themselves or whatnot. I can see that. I think a lot of times There's having a female on scene just just calms things down a little bit. <clears throat> There's certain instances um, in the case of assault mm. where if we have to wait for a female to get on scene, um, if if it's an all male truck, we'll do that, and and that's that's a huge benefit for all of us. Um, you know, I mean, ultimately it's the patient care that we're going for, and right. and. Sometimes they just won't talk to me. It's it's nothing that we did, um, but it's comfortability. It's, it's being able to um, converse with someone of the same nature. I guess is you know like it's just it's easier for them to talk, or at least feel more secure with another female. Right. 
I think it's mostly comfortable. Yeah. Um, because <clears throat> with females, um, they can um, associate better. Yeah. Than um, if you have a male in the back of the truck. Um, and I wouldn't want my partner to be put in that situation anyway. Right. When it comes to that. It's just... I think it's a 50-50 toss-up dealing with kids, though. Because <clears throat> I think there are a lot of the male providers that are awesome with the kids, too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, a lot of that is, is just... IQ cool. matching? What? IQ matching? Right. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Um, it's just your, 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 um, I almost want to say like bedside manner. It's, mm -hmm. it's more or less how you handle your patient. I'm terrible at it. I can handle the skills part of it, but as far as actually connecting with someone and like interacting with them, terrible. I sit at that computer screen and go question number one, question number two, question number three until I get to the hospital and then we're done and watching both male and female co-workers some of them are, are incredible will sit down and talk to a kid just like they're their own kid and it makes that call go so much smoother because you can get all the information out of them and you can calm them down and it's better than dealing with the robot that is just answering questions to <laughs> to make the the run card go green so See, I think, right. I think some of this is... You get to 100%. Right, exactly. I think some of this is gender, but it's also personality. Absolutely. Like, in, in the years of service, I've, I've seen two different types of females. I'm, I'm going to start at the female level. <laughs> There's two different types of females. There's the ones that come in, like you two ladies, that come in and actually do the job, are there to do the job. They're there to work and do the same thing we do. And then I call the other ones badge bunnies. They're the ones that want to come hang out with the dudes Lord. all day, flirt can barely direct traffic, like they're just there to collect t-shirts. That being said, there's gentlemen in the fire service there that are there <laughs> just to collect t-shirts and, and get their paycheck the and, and don't do the job. <laughs> to be, so I'm to be equal opportunity, they're badge buddies as well. Yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, so how do you so go I'm from badges to t-shirts? I'm confused. So it's just a phrase. The, the badge phrase is that, they're, they're, anyone they're, that the girls are there to hang out with the guys, not really police. to do the job. That happens a lot. Well, that, that was what I, that's what I'm getting at with you guys. I want to know what you thought. Is, is there actually, in my vision, there's like two different types of females and two different type of males in the fire service. Oh, yeah. There's some that are there, like I said, just to get the T-shirt, to hang around, to get yeah. some back information. And then there's people there that actually do the job. So Don't I recently, you point at me. <laughs> I recently had the question posed to me of why females seem to be territorial and not liking other females coming into their that station. That was my question. So like, and he didn't say ooh, seem to be. Ooh, yeah. He so, said why. Ooh, so like, oh, this is going to be crazy. We've we got to go one at a time. Yeah. Yeah. One at a time. <laughs> what I've noticed. <laughs> round two. Especially. <laughs> what I've noticed <laughs> is that, um, <laughs> is that females who are successful in this career, they're type A personalities. Men are too. But men tend to joke around, um, bust each other's and can I say I'll see why not you edit it and um, <laughs> go back and forth but females tend to get territorial and that if another female comes into their territory it's like a lioness and they get all angry they I think because we've seen so many of the the badge bunnies and those that are there for the t-shirts that that's always in the back of our mind that that's what's going to come in and not somebody that just wants to do the job 
Especially Dana after, disagrees. After the stuff that you've gone through and the experiences you've had that you've had to push through that boundary, it upsets you when somebody comes in and tries to skirt that. Is that basically what you're saying? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Dana? What, Dana? Do you don't, you don't agree? You're making angry faces. Go for it. <laughs> Get after it. <laughs> I <clears throat> expect more out of females than males. Didn't True. you just say that's what made you angry? True. What, when males? You, they no. always make me angry. When you just were expected going. to do more. As a female. Uh, well, I'm not divulging It's a respect. That part. It's it a was, respect I had, I had to prove more of um, taking classes and stuff to be an officer, whereas the other males didn't have to do any of that. So that good old boy club, about. right? Amen. Okay. Well, I screwed that all up. But anyway, um, I am harder on females than anybody else um, in a department. If you come in and you act like you're trying to reign for Miss America, get the hell out of my building. <laughs> I do not deal well with um, females that um, <clears throat> think that this is just a free-for-all where you can just come in, drink coffee, uh, go to Dunkin' or whatever, and you don't have to because you're working with a bunch of dudes, um, meet the expectations that I have of myself. I struggle with that, and I don't deal with it very well. I will give them enough to hang themselves. That's fine with me. Here's the rope. But I do not do well whatsoever with people who are here for um, the shirt. <laughs> you know, that has the where you're working and your name on it, and then all you got I notice it's mostly dudes that do it. <laughs> Every qualification on that chest thing. I don't know if it's because they're trying to redo the, feel attacked. <laughs> the guy thing. Or, yeah, but you're an officer and you're working a shift and stuff. It's not like you're out getting pizza and beer. Right. And Dude. wearing that stuff. Minus the pizza part. Um, so I... I have had to learn. You should have got him a microphone. In case our listeners don't know, we're picking on Ryan, but he has no microphone to respond. So, <laughs> And that's a problem one? Yeah, true. Just saying, you know. But I find I'm worse about it than anybody else. So basically you, from what I'm hearing, it's both of you don't like how easy women have it nowadays versus when you had it. No. You, you guys had to work extra hard to get where you are. Now you hold your have True. higher expectations for females coming in. True. You believe females have it a little easier now? Is but that in, what you're saying? In some regards, I'm not sure that they understand what they're getting into. Oh, that I agree. Either. Yes. And what that's that's not for. just females. That's every everybody that, that comes that, through the door. No, no, devil's advocate. Backing up to when you first started, do you think that you were the same way? without realizing it maybe you came in relaxed and hanging out and then you realized oh i really gotta are you do kidding? some stuff i don't know yes gretchen i remember no. you when to, you first you were all I was smiling timid. No. i was timid yeah you i was were smiley happy. timid happy <laughs> before i got jaded yeah you didn't swear a lot and now you're just a sailor a sailor <laughs> <laughs> me so, Danny, you kind of dropped into the other side of it, though, where Gretchen started in EMS in kind I am of a so glad background. I started in Fire First. You started in Just Fire, and but you, you also 
you said you were trying to get all those those classes and all the qualifications and stuff like that. Do you feel like you were pushed to do that, or you wanted to do I, that I think to she, prove? I think earlier she said she she didn't. The way I took it was that she wasn't pushed to do that. She felt that she had to do that to justify her existence. Is that right or no? No. I took all the classes because I wanted to. I think about my community and how I was there to get make it better. Um, you know, I did fire prevention and all that stuff and the grants for the fire prevention. I did that for my community. It had nothing to do with me. Um, it's no different than when you go to college and all that stuff for specialty stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I felt that I was doing injustice to my town that I, you know, paid for these glasses if I didn't take them. Um, because if I'm not educated, how can I teach anybody else? Um, I found um, out that I had different sets of requirements Okay. that I had to meet, unlike male officers. Okay. Um, which I was just like, just give me the paper, I'll sign it. I don't care because I'm going to prove you wrong anyway. Uh, if they don't want to go and do this, that's their own problem. To me, they're um, not doing it for the right reasons. Right. That's funny, though, that you say that because I know a department, no directions or anything like that, but there are departments that are similar, that are very similar to that, not just that department, that they get, I feel like they get intimidated when you go on and continue yourself and continue your education, mm. whether you're male or female. Like I told somebody that I was taking my officer class and they called me a sucker and told me it was a waste of time and this was coming from um, a chief officer. <laughs> In my opinion, people that make comments like that um, shouldn't be on the department. Well, if, if you're not there to better yourself for your town and the position you are in, why even be on a department? I think it's more of an intimidation thing. I think it's thing. intimidation. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they, they start to feel inadequate because they, they've basically they got this position and they've stopped at us. We've talked about this at last mm -hmm. pet. Um, previous podcasts is they get to a certain degree they take their fire one and two and they say okay I'm done they get an EMS license they say oh yeah I'm cross-trained and then they become an officer and then they just stop because they feel like they've met the requirements that they need to meanwhile they have subordinates that are going above and beyond getting specialty yeah, the training continued going, education right. is what it is those guys get to that level and they think well I'm here I got to the goal that I wanted to be at I don't have to do anything else and not continue education right. to maintain and be better at the position they're in. That's one thing about the fire service, though, is that it, we, once you hit that certificate, you know, you hit your fire one, fire two, there's no requirements right. or CEHs to, to maintain yeah. that. It's a one and done. I've actually got EMS license. You have to you right. have to have your CEHs and you have to do I've it. Actually, you know. gotten to a it was a debate, not really an argument. He, he's a smart guy. Um, fairly cool-headed and loves the debate and just aggravates the crap out of me because he's good at it. But I argued with him that, are you from New Hampshire? <laughs> that uh, fire department, that once you get your fire one and two, you should have some sort of continued education requirements so, to so get, I get there. They do and in New Hampshire. So I have a question for you, Chiefs. He, he, didn't, he, he absolutely denied it. So, so Brian and, and, and uh, 
I, I gotta I wonder. John. My name's John. No, no, I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. So I might be wrong, but correct me if I'm not. I'm not on the EMS side of things, but when you do your CEHs on the EMS side of things, aren't they locked into certain topics? Yes. 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 Okay. So my question to you, Chiefs, is if we had standards on the fire side for CEHs, do you think those need to be locked into certain certain topics? Absolutely. Yes. Or are they should you just have to continue to educate yourself in areas that you are weak in? Well, Both, yes and no. Both. I th no, I Why think it should both? be, I think it, if we do just a week, the areas that you're weak in, you'll start focusing on certain part. And if you don't practice the skill, you you'll lose, lose it. it. Mm -hmm. So I think like break it down to water supply, interior. So very tech, similar to EMS. Yeah. yeah. Just curious what your thoughts were. So, well, uh, well I mean, you, you, t you take four topics that you're weak in, like um, ropes, ladders, uh, we'll just use ropes and ladders, right? So you know that next year you have to recertify and you work your butt off uh, with ropes and ladders and now you haven't focused on something else because you've been so focused on that and now you've lost something mm -hmm. that you were proficient at. Right. Proficient. Do we record our trainings on uh, emergency reporting? Yes, yes, everything gets documented. Does that have um, different categories? Uh, it has we, categories that we inputted. Yeah, okay. so you can oh, you okay. can create your own categories, uh, like so, annual mandatory training. We have that as a category in yeah. emergency reporting for for training. And then we it, have firefighter. Then we have like firefighter ground or something like that. Then we yeah, have okay. EMS. So that's yeah. what I was gonna. So there's no reason why fire station. It's similar. We we have uh, operations communication. Uh, uh, annual mandatory so there, there's yeah. there's categories just like you were saying so, so. Well, what I'm getting at is like EMS is it's, right, it's national state each. requirements but right. there's no reason why we as officers couldn't set that type of program up within our own station mm -hmm. yeah, with absolutely. our own guys especially the like you said, if the is, trainings are recorded like that then you can look back through and you can tell certain individuals or whatever that the, this is what you need yeah. to, to work yeah. on that would be awesome and that would have worked like 10 15 20 years ago when we had people the problem yeah. is, is that we're a dying we're breed. And so if we start adding stricter requirements for the two people that are here that already work two full-time jobs, they're going to be like, no, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I don't have time for this. So we got, I don't it's know how to sword. do it. Yeah. Do I don't know how to middle? do it. It's right. That's the thing is we got to find that balance, but how do we get people in here and then encourage them to train? Like we can try to force them and then we're going to be like, they're literally there are you don't like you don't everyone's like well this is a parent we were talking about this earlier this mm -hmm. is a paramilitary organization well the problem is is unlike the military people don't have to be here so if somebody in the military doesn't do what you say and you have very black and white walls guess what they're going to get punished they have to be there they're not able to escape whereas yeah, i hope the you realize that you saw in the other day you're one of those people now I know. <laughs> now <laughs> brian owns four of you now <laughs> yeah. yes but i'm talking in general i love training you know that oh yeah I no continue absolutely to take trainings and i think everybody should but the problem is is using that style of you need black and white you need to do this or leave people are gonna be like you pay me 15 dollars an hour to run a 30 minute call no i'm out yeah, you just paid me seven bucks and now you're telling me I have to be here. Yeah, sorry. And then the, then we go back and be like, well, we're having personnel issues. We lost a bunch of people. And then if you dive deep, 
why did you lose a bunch of people? Because you drew a line in the sand and people are just at that point where there's, and a lot of it has to do with COVID because we started getting more people in. We started doing more trainings. Things started to build up and then Ed's COVID <laughs> just destroyed that and wiped it out. And now we're trying to figure out how and, to get people in a matter back. of In a matter of a minutes, month. Yeah. you know, go, like in the grand scheme of things, yeah. it was it was but it, it is it's it's so hard and we got off topic of the female thing but it's, it's so hard to get that balance and to figure it out that's why i would never want to be chief and i like to push stuff off on brian it's, <laughs> it's wonderful it's an escape goat for me so to, but, but you talk about you talk about the standards in ems and, and you said it earlier there are national standards and then there are main standards and why why do we recreate the wheel mm-hmm. you know why why are we why are we spending time developing something that there's already a national standard for? Like, is, is, it, is it self-justification to keep things going? I just, some of the, some to of the- justify their budget. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. But they've gotten better from, at that. They now accept and they'll now link up your national registry. They got a little better with that. They have, yeah. they have. But why, you know, like the backboard standard, which one is it? You know, I mean, these are these are topics that we could literally die arguing or discussing mm-hmm. right. because there'll never be a, a compromise or a solution to it. I think I think going back to several of our podcasts before, it comes down to local power. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that's the biggest thing is everybody locally wants to have control of what they're doing in that particular area and they can adjust it. They're going to adjust it yeah. just to show their muscles so back to you ladies what what would you change like what what do you dislike that's going on right now that we could change you have any ideas of things that can make things better like what what are some of your issues right now that you're having in the department just let's start one at a time dana dana take a deep (laughs) breath we'll start with gretchen (laughs) i can't think of any issues that i have specifically <laughs> Document this. this. That's why I'm making it. It's recorded. This is recorded. Are, are, you, are, you, are you talking about my you're issues with, with gear? Is that what right, you're implying? Sure. You can start that. Let's, in let's go with gear because you were in my office yesterday. Yes, I know. It. And you told me that they do make female firefighting gear and so forth. And they don't okay. make gloves, let me tell you. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, but that's not... I don't think that's a female thing because like, I have extra large gloves and I still can't get gloves that will fit like i don't even know if they come in double x like gloves are awful okay so let's take the glove topic (laughs) was it last year or the year before there was a complete change in in glove sizing and requirements um so now what used to be a small or a medium or large is now an actual measurement um it's i mean annoying it is yeah I mean, so we like, used to keep stock of small, medium, and large or extra large gloves. So you public. take somebody like Cassie, and a small is too big for you. Right. You take somebody like me, and it's an extra large, and it's too small. Cause and then well, you like, get a, if you get a 2X, um, now you have absolutely no dexterity because, right. you know, it's, it, so it's thick. Yeah. Right. And get them wet, and you're never so, going to get them back on again anyway. That's the problem. <laughs> All right, how long do we make it in before there's a problem? Almost an hour, that's good. <laughs> so, so going back to my original question, back this train so, up a little bit. Yeah, so let's Ta- go talk back about to the gear. gear. What, right. what is your issue as a female with gear? 
Um, have you ever seen me trying to climb into engine 14 and bunker pants? <laughs> Personally, no, but I can imagine it. <laughs> it's quite funny. But is that a actually. height thing or a gear? Yeah. Both. Because I have a hard time <laughs> lifting my leg up high in well, gear because it, it's, it's meant for... It's cumbersome. It's, yes. It's not, it's it's not, not meant really for meant for like running, jumping, you know, it's made um, to crawl around. It's made to crawl around when, and it's made for protection. It's going to be so bulky. when I have it's it, not when I have meant my, for mobility per se. When I have my pants set to where they're comfortable and I'm not getting a wedgie, um, <laughs> then the crotch is like hanging mid thigh. So, I mean, I've got to lift up my pants in order to climb and do anything. I mean, it's, the coats are fine. I think I, that's I'm not sure anybody really realizes how much, and it's not just a female, but all of us in full gear, how much all of that weighs. I do. Well, how much we do it on the step and how much pack and dexterity everything. you lose and mobility you lose. Complete dexterity loss. I mean, like we literally just said, it's not meant to move around in. Right. No, it's, it's, for it's safety. protection first, and then mobility is an afterthought. So this isn't really a gender issue. This I is just a gear so. fitting issue. Um, my question is, Absolutely. as a female, what's some of your struggles as a female in the fire service or EMS service that you maybe would like to see some adjustment in? Dana, <laughs> why do you always do that? <laughs> well, I know a lot of because she doesn't want to say it. Just say it. No, I know a lot of females take issue with some of the firehouse discussions. I personally don't. I have a very thick skin. None of that really bothers me. If Dana listened to our podcast, you could tell us if we were saying something wrong. Let me just tell you (laughs) that I have been embarrassed more times by females' discussions than males' discussions. I was literally in my head trying to think of, like, why is Gretchen saying that? Because literally she's turned my face red. See, I think so. that's the problem, though. Us guys, we're, we're set up now to be careful and walk on eggshells with what we say. And I think the girls spit stuff out just to get our, just to get our reaction. Like, 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 I think they do it on purpose. In a previous job, I was one male of seven staff. And let me just tell you that... Those conversations, I had to bow out. I, I, I'm tapping out. I'm going no. I mean, what were they smokes. about? Pieces and parts and it, it, configurations. Just, let's, and let's, let's not go there. Nope. No, abort. I, I'm abort. Just, I'm abort. just saying. Turn that left. Turn left. We might. We might have. So males might have a. We have a. I don't know how to say it. Um, Pieces and parts. No. Um, we. We can be colorful, right? <laughs> we can be colorful in our, in our firehouse stories, but we only go to a certain level. <laughs> there, there's no some filter. Some women take it beyond. There are, there, I have seen some, some with Gretchen? no filters. Well, I what are you looking filter? at me for? I don't have a filter. I'm proud of my not filter. There's no problem with that. I forget he's here now because I'm, yeah, yeah. And I always say I'm sorry. Chief's here. She's, she's, point, she's pointing at me because you can't see this as a podcast. All right. What is something that you would you want to change in the fire service, Dana? 
I think that's the question, right? Well, I'm just as a female, I mean, there must be an issue that you find as a female in the fire service. So we wouldn't be sitting here at this table talking about gender differences. What, what as a female do you see? Like, man, I wish this was better. Like, this is harder for me because I'm a female. Or I don't like this because I'm a female and I see this. Or other females in the department. Or is there anything? Or is there just something generally? How about, how about like the change? layout of a truck? Yeah, if you go to if you go to take out the ladders on engine 14 which the ladders are through the body right high up. they're high is that would we be would we be better dropping those down another six inches or a foot Don't that kind of stuff yeah you've already like, dropped my ladder is there <laughs> is there some ergonomics or exactly that's um no throw, throw some okay, of that you out. can't see but She's pointing at me. Um, I find in some places, um, PC, me. <laughs> um, I make do with what I have, but sometimes it's frustrating when, um, like in an ambulance. An ambulance is an ambulance, mm -hmm. unless you're doing nine one one in a transfer truck then that's stupid, but whatever. Some people like those. So it's always set up the same, so to speak. But fire trucks, I find, are not um, set up for anybody who is not five foot 11 or taller, um, but you kind of have to make do with what you have. I was just gonna say, I think we learn to adjust. Well, yeah. but that's for so everyone. Does, so like, it's a fire service, though, because yeah. I mean, you, you talk about you talk about the five foot eleven as as an example. So, what has a fire service or what has a what has a have the manufacturers done to adjust to that? They have rollout trays. They have tilt down mm -hmm. trays now. Mm -hmm. um, right. You know, so there there are there there have been mm -hmm. um, uh, improvements. Right. In that. But, but not I do understand. In and out of the truck, I understand though. that, like. Well, so uh, let's take let's take engine fourteen as an example. If I don't know a person here who doesn't have a hard time getting in that truck, what if? <laughs> I thought it was. What if? Me. No. We put one extra step underneath the door. So what's right? weird I've found with fire trucks is the exterior of the truck is meant for tall people, mm. and the interior of the truck meant is meant for, for small people. Yep. Because well, just last week, driving back and forth to Casco Days, the last time I sat in uh, engine 14 for a long time, and every time somebody hit the brakes, I'd slide off that seat because it's got about six inches of seat there. And, where <laughs> and are, my, knee, where are, my knee's hitting the, the, uh, the doghouse. See, but we're our, we're our own worst enemies, though, or, or we, we have bought into that, is we have to pack as much as we can into the cab, right? right. So now we're, we're building six and eight man cabs who, who's who's putting that many people in, in but back back to what I'm, I'm getting at is like we're we're straight off this again i'm trying to stick to the female male thing <laughs> and we keep going away from it because we can't find the problems that everybody says that we have between females because and I males in the fire females because adjust no, no, yeah just hold on a second but the, the whole truck a whole truck issue saying? You have an issue with a truck that you can't get it out of. It's not because you're female. It's just because of you right. or the abilities. Right. But how can you fix that? You talk to the chief about the next truck he's going to buy, and when you spec it, because everything's customized now, we and say, hey, 95% of our department's short people, we need to do something different when we spec this truck. Like Those are the adjustments you could say. Like You have that problem. Now Brian knows next time he specs a truck, I got a lot of these people that I have a hard time getting in and out. I'm going to focus when I spec on this truck. 
the options of getting in and out of the doorway. I'm trying to I'm trying to lean us towards okay. the actual issues between male and female, not apparatus or gear or stuff like that, because that's not a gender thing. So here I have no issues. I think I've had issues in other departments. Let's talk about them. That, that, that's what I'm... <laughs> no, we're very lucky Let's talk here. about those, yeah, those issues and how you would have fixed those issues. So you've been talking all day about how you had to do more qualifications to meet a certain requirement in that particular town. Right. What would you have done different if you were back in that position again or if you were back into an officer position that was on the other side of what you went through? Does that make sense how I just asked that question? Yes. Okay. So it's confusing, so I get it. Um, I think if you're going to make standards, they should be Across male, female, it doesn't matter. Um, a standard. Yeah. Not just, oh, yeah, you got to do X, Y, and Z, jump through this hoop and figure out how to get out of that right. hole G GPA, by yourself. Right? Job performance. Yeah. Mm. Um, a, I also find. <laughs> JPRs. Um, yeah. It frustrating in, in another department um, that I work for or worked for, pick one, um, where you have people that <clears throat> don't have the training, here. don't have the training compared to what I have. Um, they're in officer roles and they're all over the place whereas um, if you're expecting something from someone it shouldn't matter whether they're male or female it should be the same across the board I 100% agree with you Dana what I guess what I'm, I'm really trying to do is if there's an listener out there that's listening to our podcast that's a female that's struggling with some of the same issues that you had what would you have done different? Do you think you did exactly what you should have done? Like, what could you give them for advice if they're having an issue in their particular department? I found with that whole thing of I was expected to do more training officer-wise for classes and stuff, um, I wanted that position so bad. I had worked my butt off um, to get that, and I felt I earned it, and I didn't care what they wanted. But what am I going to do about it? If I really want that position, don't I just have to do that? Whether I've worked for it, earned it, put in the time? Yeah. You know, I, I think what happens is, is you have, no offense, you have people at the top who have no idea that this stuff is going on. And or, with, in my opinion, and past experiences, they don't think you're going to believe anything they say anyway. Or they're creating waves that they're not trying to do. Yeah, they know what's going on. They're just not doing anything about it. That too. Yeah. Um, the other thing is um, I find with some places that have um, more stations, so you have you know officers and then you've got your subordinates and all that stuff, they know even less. Um, so do you feel like you handled your situation properly where you you reached the point where you realized that you weren't going to make it any further and just cut the ties and go? Or um, I think what Eric's trying to ask is if you could have 
done something differently to change the outcome? Is it is, what would you but tell someone or to do? or if somebody's out there in that same exact predicament right now? Right. Do you tell would them you to tell them cut ties, or? go to another town right. that give or you should stay and do something different than I did and fight this and fight that and fight this. That's the problem. Why should we have to fight? There should be you no fight. We, we, all of us in this room agree with you, Dana. I, I understand. But what I'm saying is if there's somebody out there that doesn't have the, support the same support that we have in this room, right? what would you recommend they do if they were in your shoes? Um, that's a slippery slope. Send an application to Brian Cole. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you sit there and stew on that. Let's, th let's <laughs> throw it to you, Gretchen. Like, what is there anything that you've gone through in the past that you would have done different or recommend a different path? Or I think I've been very lucky here. Not only do I, I live in the town that I work in, but we've got fantastic members on the department. Real that quick, I know sorry to interrupt. Is this the only town you've worked in? Yes. Okay. That I chose to. Yeah. That's what I chose. Um, if there's an issue, I would hope that every member feels like I do, that you can go to anybody and say, look, I got a problem with X, Y, and Z, and they're going to be met with, okay, let's sit down and talk about it. Let's try to come to a solution and fix this. Some places, in my guess, females don't necessarily have, and it may not just be a male-female thing, it may be an anybody thing, it depends upon the management. They may not have that opportunity. It may be a slippery slope where then they get a target on their back. Yeah. Of, I think that's oh, a you're male a or female. You're, yeah. They're going to be a problem. I don't think yeah. that's a gender Because thing. they're pointing out issues that we don't want to deal with. I don't with. even think that's right. a fire department thing. That's, that's uh, agreed. an employment thing. Agreed. As yeah. soon as somebody starts to rock the boat a little bit, whether you're, you're there to cause the waves or you're there to cause a, a solution, I think a lot of times, if the management isn't uh, Open. properly mm. placed and properly trained, then they're not seeing that as an opportunity to fix something. They're seeing that as a uh, attack. Mm. Yep. And so, in a lot of times, and, and they some take places it encourage that. Right. So, you know, it, if there is infighting amongst amongst the crews, and they're not going to the management, the management looks at that as a win because no one's going to them yep. you know hey look they they might be stabbing each other in the back left and right on the floor not my problem because they're not coming to my office you know it also so. takes the attention off of them yep mm -hmm. so you're not looking at them and their shortcomings but I, I honestly like i know we talk about male female thing but i think a lot of the issues at least in our uh region that I know of aren't male or female. They're personality, leadership, leadership. So, yeah, mm. it's leadership. Well, yes and no. It depends on the situation. Like what? Give me a situation. That, that. That's what we're asking for. Yeah. You know how we were talking about patients, female, um, you know, abused patient. Yep. Yep. How you would rather have a female there? How many places do you actually have officers in place that have actually, that are not a lieutenant or a captain that are actually like chief, whatever, um, if they do have that, um, that are female? I can name three. But I'm just saying, yeah. it's not yeah. widely done. 
But do you uh, think that's a gender issue or is strictly a, a demographic issue where there's not enough trained females or simply not enough females in the field? I can't answer that. Right. I don't know. Um, but I can't talk to the four of you like I can with her. Right. And I'm not going to go to any of you, if you're officers, about specific things. So I'm not, I just, I've learned, shut up. So we've identified an issue with Ed just brought up. So throwing this out there, what would you girls like to see to try to drive more females into here and, and bring them on board? So we have more f females in our field. Do you have any ideas? I think they either have to want to do it or they're not going to. I, I think that's a... Because something I think we've run into, and you know, we've talked about it on podcasts before, uh, not gender related, but a lot of officers get put into officer positions for the wrong reason. Mm -hmm. So I would also hate to see a female get put into an officer just position. Just because she's a female. Just mm -hmm. because we yep. need to have a female mm -hmm. that any of the female staff can talk to in an officer's position. If they're not trained to handle that, just like everything else we just talked about, just like the physical requirements, if they aren't properly trained to handle things, it's gonna be a bigger problem than not having that person in that situation. Male, male or female, I don't care. If you don't right. have the training, the qualifications, you should I be agree. put in the officer Standards position, need to be set and need to be followed, whether you're male not just or gender. female. I also like with her, she was talking about the story of how she was made to jump through hoops to become an officer while the other officers weren't. There should have been standards across the board. Absolutely. Like everybody should have dropped, jumped through hoops to do that. And that didn't happen until we went to interviewing. Yeah. We had a board that um, were all different people, male, female, and did all kinds of different things. It wasn't all fire people. Um, and um, I think fire EMS in this general region has changed significantly in the last 15 years oh, oh my god, god yes. absolutely significantly yeah. oh, it, god, it, yeah. it's and i'll say it i said it before it was a good old boy club mm -hmm. you know that's and you know what stevie shows up to every call at, at night time and and he, he tries hard so let's make him a lieutenant or let's make him a captain yeah, those it, days are it gone was a reward. Mm -hmm. it yeah wasn't, it's uh, absolutely it was a reward for it was a participation award. <laughs> you got your you participation know, trophy. I, I mean, really, yeah. if you look at it. Um, so now, now there's where, responsibilities. Now there's responsibilities. There's there's job descriptions. Uh, you know, there's interview processes. The, and yeah. I and I think the reason that we've changed and gone that direction is because we have newer leadership in a lot of places in our region. A am I wrong? Like, is that no, what you see? Yeah, I think it's the leadership change that's actually making the difference mm -hmm. because now you have these people that have taken the classes, gone to another standard, that is filling these positions that are going, hey, we haven't been doing this right. We need to make some changes. Well, that's the other thing. I think there's there's training available now that wasn't available right. before. Yeah. There well, are just specific you, officer You both took your officer one class. But overall tactics. I like, mean, like Dana, I know the town that she's talking about. And before, when... I used to work there. They voted on officers. Like, it wasn't yeah. even a positional it was a, thing. It was a popularity contest. Yeah. a popularity contest. And then they had a chief that came in and said, whoa, we, we can't do it this way. You need to do a written thing. You need to do a letter of intent. You got to do an oral board. Like, he had a process, which I thought made things a lot better. But 
and I think that the change, like I said, I, I see it as a huge, it's leadership change. Yeah. And we're finally getting some leaders in there that actually care about their crew, care about their town, and actually want to succeed. Right. Instead it's of just a, hold a position and collect a paycheck. You and I, you know, we all been through the Officer One class. Most of that was writing. Writing and just personnel issues and stuff like that. I mean, it was a lot of work. And if you look at some of the people that were voted in and some of the people that are still in charge, um, how do I say this? That are still in charge at certain places, they, they can't do any of that. They don't that. have the training for it. They don't have the training of it, and then they rely on other people to do their job for and it. And I know some officers that are phenomenal firefighters. The problem is right. an officer position is not a firefighter position. Right. It's an administrative position. Right. And it's like, great that you know how to fight a fire. You've got to be able to. It's like the fire triangle, right? You've got to be able to do the administrative work. You've got to be able to do a firefighter because this is a warrior type of field, a warrior culture. So no one's going to follow somebody who's been in a building twice and that you're not really sure they know what they're doing. So you need that administrative. You need that training, that experience. And then you need personnel skills. I know some officers that are great firefighters, but they're they're a rock. They interact yeah, they can't yeah. interact with people. So, so I think going back to the gender part of it, just like take Erickson, gender out of it. If you, yeah, I don't you, think gender yeah. plays a factor well, it, in that. It, but it does. But no, it does. So what we need to do is what Eric here, said. If so you start, we, you need to get more female firefighters and EMTs to start, encourage them to take the training. Just, just to get the numbers to start to equal out. You know what I mean? Once no. you start to... I don't know what you mean. Well, no, I'm just figure joking. it out. <laughs> well, Gretchen, Gretchen hit it right on the head. Somebody either wants it or they don't want it. Mm -hmm. But if we can drag 10 girls in here to go through a, some sort of testing process and maybe get two out, that's two more than we had. Absolutely. But you know, We don't expect to get all 10 of them to come in, but how do, we, how do we draw... I, I don't think there's a guy in this room that wouldn't want another female in the department. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm anyway. saying this room. But, but I, I dreaded but this you, conversation <laughs> because... How do you get them in? And then I just kind of poked the bear and just said, you know what, we need to just yeah. rip I off the band-aid. I tried to skate around it. But I, was like, do it, don't, don't just, do it. And then I like, hate, you know what? Hit it head Stand on. I head hate on. the gender thing. I hate, well, I'm a female, I can't do that. Or... Um, a common phrase is I have in a uterus I can't do that and I hate that <laughs> I like Dana's that Dana's idea of standards should be across the board male female Sasquatch you either meet those standards or you don't no 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 hold on what's the who in the the thing in the what that's a Gretchen term I didn't yes but say that's it. only used when you guys don't listen no but yeah. I think yes. No. But I think yes. I have never heard her say I can't do that because I have that yeah. and that. Yeah. No. It's so so what I'm what I'm basically Sometimes getting out of our whole. Sometimes you guys hear Charlie Brown's teacher oh, when all we the talk time. because no, we're no. used to it with that's our wife. It's our wives at home. We learn exactly. how to shut that off. <laughs> but what I'm getting at. Any complaints, please forward them to Chief Cole. Phone number five. But why do you need more females on the department? No, but what what I'm trying what I'm ultimately trying to get at is that we started off the conversation and we wanted to meet today to talk about genders in the fire service. Yeah. I personally don't see a huge problem with it. What I see is the problems that you're talking about: standardization in your department, which is a leadership issue. Issue, not a gender issue. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, legitly, in this room, what is the difference between a female and a male in the fire service? 
I don't see any issues other than the way that leadership treats them. It depends on the department. Right. That's what he said. So, so no. It's a leadership, it's leadership issue. issue. It's not a male, right. female no. type of thing. Right. But my whole thing is, is you don't need to get 10 more females in here. We need the 10 only, more firefighters. You know what? The let's get, let's get 10, 10 males and 10 females. And if I get one of each, I'm excited. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you know what? That's two more than we have. And we are not dealing with a lot. The of reason people. I was saying about bringing more women in is because your comment before was, well, you know, if you had a, a, a female in a chief role, then it'd be better to do some things and it'd no. be better to have female. In. No. You're there. No. You said you is that not what I heard? Male. Basically, what I was saying is, is there's not a lot of females in those type of roles. But, but we can't. And but my thing roles. is, how, if he can't handle listening to Gretchen and I carry on about <clears throat> what have you in the other room, <laughs> how, and, and this is not to be rude or disrespectful. How I am I supposed to go to him when I have an issue with a, another individual? Are you asking? What? Or, are you or how am I going to go to him about you know, anything female related if I don't feel comfortable. Okay. So How do we... So she's, she's, she's not referring to here? No. Because that's... She's, she's I'm talking broad it, spectrum. She's taking it into a broad spectrum of if there is... If she's in an agency and there's not another female in a higher... No administrative classification that you can't talk to, then you can't talk to anybody. I feel men do not look at when women tell them anything. I don't care if you're married, not you have a daughter or whatever. I don't feel in this field that females feel comfortable going to a male superior. I don't. I think right. it's a case-by-case basis. So to get case more basis, female so. superiors, we need to have more female firefighters. No. So and that's no, kind of where no, I was. No, no, no. That's we're, what I was kind of getting at. We're, so we we're losing you female. somewhere, Dana, and I want to find out where it is. I just can't figure it out. I'm always lost. <laughs> so my, like, like you had said, if a female out there listening is having an issue, what should she do? Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to answer that because I've always just dealt with it and not said anything. Whatever the complaint is, oh, it doesn't I matter. Say something. Um, yes, you do. <laughs> but you've also only been on this department, right? And you have a lot of ties to this department, right? When you're a female walking into a dominant male fire-only department, it's not the same thing. I can imagine. It it is not the same thing. I don't care what anybody says. If you have fire and EMS, you kind of have like a little bit of everything. And you kind of know what you want to do more. You know, like the like Ed had asked the fire, the EMS part. I think it's a a. I don't want to say training for male officers, but in all reality, how can you know you you can do the paperwork, you can do whatever, or you can pass it down to somebody else. But in actuality, I don't want to call it sensitivity training or what. I don't even know diversity. What to call it. Thank you. Um, you know, for females to actually feel as though they can go to their superiors when they've got issues, like you were saying, yeah. whoever's out there listening, but actually feel as though they're going to do something about it. See, and I, that's where I was backtracking. I, th- I think it's a leadership issue. It's that person that was at that level didn't make you feel comfortable, and that was their job. That's what they should have done is made you feel comfortable to come to them. Right. Reverse that role if there was a female fire chief 
and I'm a guy, I should feel the same comfortability to go to that female fire chief with my same issues across the board. Right. So how many female fire chiefs are there in Maine? And I agree with that's you, Dana. Big, and that's no, why I'm, I'm saying, ask, I'm asking as a, a question. question. Oh, I don't know off the top of my head, but, but what I'm getting at is if we tried to draw more females into the fire department, more females would be in these roles, more females would be up there and it would be a nice medium. So it's, you could go any direction. Data, that's what I was trying to get just at. Trying to get the numbers to balance. But exactly. I don't think you're ever going to get that. Oh, I, I mean, no, this this is never about what we're actually okay. going to be able to accomplish. It's what right. we're trying to yeah. right. move towards. But I just, I think there isn't any training and or whatever for the diversity part. There is. Okay. That's part. That's definitely part of our officer's course is to handle diversity. Yes, but I think what Dana's saying is there ain't enough of it. Thank oh, you. Absolutely. We don't go enough yeah. of it. We don't go into depth and not everybody takes that program. And then I was going to say, uh, you've got to have what before you take that? Fire one and two. To take officer one? Fire one and two. You have to have instructor. Oh, instructor. No, instructor one. So, you know what I mean? I I get what you're saying now. I'm just trying to throw the devil's advocate in there. Like I said, if we tried to bring more females in, would it help fix that problem to have some females scattered in those other positions? But then you're going to have John's cougars roaming around, (laughs) starting to eat their young, for God's sakes. See, that's what I was saying. But now I feel like you're being harder on on women than we are. Gretchen. I'm not saying... I do, actually. I agree with Ed. I think, especially you two, and I like it about you, but you are harder on... Actually, I don't even think it's women. I think it's just new recruits um, in general. Like, we get somebody new in here, I automatically know if they're going to last or not because Gretchen (laughs) literally says... Well, actually, she says I hate everyone. (laughs) She literally starts attacking them. And then it's like... I thought it was a female wow. thing. You do? Well, I've seen you mama bird a few people, though. Where well, like... Who? Mama <laughs> bird? Pecking them in the head? What's I don't that? Know. But you are. I like, that's what I've noticed is females in general are very territorial. And if somebody comes in, and oh, I, Lord. I think we can make a quick, I won't say snap, but I think we can make a fairly quick judgment. You make a judgment as soon as I say the name. No, that's not necessarily true. Brian. He's staying out of that one. If he's smart, whether they're going to last or not. Uh Uh, And there's a lot that I want to see last. But I think me. So crap. It's not. (laughs) I think me as a female officer, I've gotten the nickname of station mom. Am I wrong? Well, everybody yeah, comes that's to the me. PG version, yeah. <laughs> everybody comes to me. They'll tell me their problems, and either I handle them myself, or I say, "Look, I need to escalate this." Um, but for the most part, what do you mean escalate it? Are you trying to make it better if you're the bird? Well, yeah, but escalate, I mean, kind of move it up the chain. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm like escalating. Well, I've seen Gretchen escalate. <laughs> but I like to take the younger, newer people under my wing and, and teach them and train them and show them. I have them not seen that in years. <laughs> we haven't had very many in years uh, either. We've brought in quite a few new people and you just go on full attack mode. God, no, like you're, so, you're so blowing out of proportion. Look at Brian? you the grin on your face trying to get me going. I love watching you two go back and forth. I'm just, <laughs> so, I'm just over here eating like, my popcorn. <laughs> Who are the new people? Oh, I don't know. I, I want to jump back to Dana for see? a second. I was just wondering... You had an issue with management and, and the whole conversation we're just having. Do you think there's a way that management from several different agencies could interconnect so that you had more of an avenue to go to? 
like if you couldn't go to that particular chief, maybe you could go to another person that's in the same group, so you have comfortability. Do you, do you think that this? leaderships combining could help fix your problem that you have? Pro what do you mean by leaderships combining? You're talking about different towns or... A chief's group, yeah. A chief's group, officer's group. Like if you weren't comfortable in going with that particular officer that you had another avenue to go to. I don't want to use, I, the, I, I don't I, want to use the R word that we've talked about that, in other places. That but. turns into a human resources nightmare. Mm. I was so just going to say... On um, that topic, though, I mean, isn't our standards that if you don't feel comfortable with the officers at the fire department to go to the town manager? Yes. So I know a lot more female town managers than I know... We ain't got one here. Well, Not here. Okay. <laughs> the issue that she's talking about, there was, no, that was not have, an avenue have, there either. You have resources in the town office. Right. You have absolutely human resources. Well, who'd be that? Depends by town. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna use their names. No, no, no. But, but that's just it. There, there are. Is that part of the hiring process that you know that in these towns? Because I know in the different towns I've been in, it's you either go to the chief or you don't go to anybody. It's never told that you can go to the town manager. If you, or if you have an whatever. issue with the chief. Well, I know how chain then, of command works. Then you go to their boss, who's a town right, manager. Right, right, right. Right? So, I mean, it's... And that, that, comes with, that comes with the education piece and the we're moving past the good old boy club to standards and standard practices. Do you know how many people so, don't know what chain of command is, though? Yes. I, in fact, yes. I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I've never in all but my life. But we can't fix out there. All we can do is fix in here. No, no, I, so. I know. I, I know. I'm not saying, you know. Let's wrap it up because we are at an hour and 32 minutes. And, well, it's been a good run. This and John was is the only one that cussed today, I believe. No, it was me. No, it was Eric. It was oh. Eric. It's all good. I think I said <laughs> but I'll easily bleep that one Again. Out. <laughs> do you really put a bleep in it? Yep. Sometimes. If you listen all right. to it, you'd know that. <laughs> <clears throat> thank right, you guys thanks, everyone <laughs> thank you thank you yep, appreciate it i'm hungry thanks for listening please comment remember any complaints